0: podcast episode 17 the podcast that looks at tech under the hood i'm your host owen and joining me today is your co-host john how are you today hi hey hi where you at sitting in bed what city though it's always exotic i i don't know if you'll be in boston or is that exotic. Exotic <laughs> <laughs> spending time with VCs in San Francisco for some reason. <laughs> no,
1: this San Francisco trip was because I think I mentioned on the last episode that yeah. my buddy Justin, the Key IO dude, had a baby. Oh my god! That sounds like a grown-up
0: thing to do. <laughs> I love it. How was the time there? Was it nice?
1: Yeah, it was really nice. Did you it's consider really getting rare.
0: a Twitter back? No. Oh, damn! I'm a lot actually, of people had opinions about
1: that this, this is really weird i saw people on um, product hunt were commenting on yeah. my my lack of twitter these days <laughs> and then even more hilariously people in real life have started being like you know it makes me really uncomfortable that you don't have um, Twitter. It makes me feel like I'm wasting my time. Now I feel bad that you don't have Twitter, like me. because of. And I'm like, well, then delete it yourself. If every you time I'm
0: like, I'm gonna tweet John, and then I feel bad for being on Twitter. So <laughs> thanks for that.
1: <laughs> I, I think I'm like, giving everybody uh giving everyone a complex on this. But yeah. like seriously, it's really nice.
0: I'm sure it's like freedom from enslaving for clicks. How are you? I, I'm really good, man. I'm I heard, really, really, good.
1: I heard on the street, word on the street is you've got a new job.
0: I do. I do. I have a new job uh, as digital director at a bike company, which is hilariously like the most ironic thing I could do as a Dutch citizen, resident person. Such <laughs> so, a
1: hipster. fully Dutch.
0: But they're really cool bikes. It's a company called Van Moof, and they, uh, they actually make some smart bikes, which sounds... Horrible when you think about it, but it's actually really nice. They have this whole thing where they guarantee if your bike's stolen, they'll find it, and it's GPS and Bluetooth, and it's all super nice. I'll put the link in there, but uh, yeah, I have a new job working at a bike company, which is ironic.
1: So, is it an internet connected bike?
0: Yeah, it's got a GSM SIM card in it, actually, and uh, they take care of the entire thing, so like you don't have to worry about the subscription on that card, they actually have these partnerships where they'll work anywhere in the world, regardless of (laughs) what your location is. It's really a cool system.
1: It'd be super dope if like you could take your SIM card out of your phone or get your own phone SIM card and put it in your bike and turn your bike into a massive antenna.
0: That would be actually pretty dope. Even if like you could just pair your Bluetooth with it and it had the connection. I don't know. I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of potential. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. So yeah. And I'm going to be in New York in September. So for work and just to hang out with you. (laughs) So I think we're going to do a meetup, which we'll start talking about a little bit more once my flight is booked, but, uh, we're going to do an IRL charged meetup. So if anybody would like the sound of that, that'll happen in September sometime.
1: Yeah. And you, we should put, yeah, we'll put together a meetup page closer
0: we should we should tweet it. Oh wait, <laughs> go away. <laughs>
1: go uh, do I talk yeah, about it's, real it's, news?
0: Yeah, So we'll we'll do that. Anyways, uh, did you hear that Facebook murdered Clickbait this week, which right. is fantastic.
1: I'm gonna let you mostly talk about that because. Oh I'm okay. Gonna put my hand down because. Well, you're the journalist. I don't know former really journalism. former journalist. Sorry. Former oh, the next web I don't slave clicks anymore. So, and, so tell me tell me i think what i want to know is what is clickbait really well that's I know funny what because it is because it's buzzfeed headlines and stuff but why do people do clickbait and what is, like what is this whole thing
0: yeah so i mean i think everybody who's probably listening have an idea you know of what clickbait is right you won't believe what happens next kind of i mean there's there's a lot of different titles and uh i think journalists like to call it there's a there's like a journalist term at least we use called the curiosity gap and so the thing is that a lot of people found is i guess when you're when you put all of the facts in the headline people don't click as much right i mean that's i mean (laughs) it's obvious most news could probably fit in the tweet And so, uh, and I think you saw the proliferation of these in the last, what, like three or four years since Buzzfeed became a thing. It's, it's really, it's really down to a couple of things. It's, it's down to there's less money uh, in ads. So you need to get more views right so like ads that used to be worth 10 cent a impression or whatever are now worth 4 cent or 3 cent or 2 cent so you either need to increase your ad load on the page so a worse experience for your users which means that like you get less regular users which means you need to fill the pipeline somewhere else which is social media so there's that or you need to uh raise your overall views again so i guess like the thing that started happening is when publishers wanted to all of a sudden they they had to increase their traffic right so in the old days, most of traffic either came from Google or somebody else posting about yours thing, right? Like that was that was before social media. Every blog got its traffic majority from Google, like until I would say about 2009, 2010, more than 60% of blog traffic came from Google, right? So there'll be people Googling the news or in Google news or whatever. Now it's more like you'll get 50 plus percent just from Facebook. Right. And that's I mean, that's pretty scary. Nobody that's like, you know, being held by the gonads basically by one company and you're at the whim of them, depending on when content shows up in the news feed. So that's a long winded way to explain uh, what's going on in media right now is like basically everybody's beholden to Facebook because that's where everybody is looking all day. And so that's where all the clicks come from. Uh, Twitter does not really account for anything. Maybe five or ten percent for most news organisations, which is really surprising, actually, given how much time journalists spend. Anyway, so the the Facebook news is essentially this that they've said anything that's a misleading headline or it has this like kind of curiosity gap kind of thing or whatever uh, will be demoted in the newsfeed. And so Facebook says it's started training its algorithm to learn about posts that are misleading users can now flag them as clickbait which will demote the post if too many people do it and there's going to be human curators actually looking at this thing so it's pretty scary it's a pretty scary state of things for publishers who really like already are struggling right it's it's a bleak outlook on things so i don't know uh, there's very few actual online publications that make a lot of money from this kind of thing. Like Vice is probably one of the biggest ones, but even they have like traditional media channels. So when Facebook comes along and says, "Oh, we're changing the news feed in a huge way," publishers start freaking out. And I think I I I think it's kind of fair enough, uh, but it's not good.
1: <laughs> I was reading a thing in the New York Times that had a picture of Mark. <laughs> I thought the byline underneath the picture said, Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook's chief executive officer, spent months classifying phrases commonly used to clickbait. <laughs> what? <laughs> It doesn't say that. It says the company spent months classifying phrases commonly used in clickbait. But it just conjured up this picture of Mark Zuckerberg sitting at a computer doing like a hot or not style thing with all of the clickbait headlines. Oh yes, this looks like clickbait. I'm going to classify this as commonly clickbait. You imagine, How Mark, strange. That would be hilarious. Sorry.
0: I, I'm imagining Mark literally sitting in his Mark, bed at home like, ah, like, oh, this is yeah. fucking clickbait. Yep. Fuck this shit. Nope, nope, nope. but Like, here's the thing. So Facebook created this demon, right? So clickbait didn't exist before Facebook. And Facebook basically encouraged news publishers to push crazy shit into their, onto their pages to get people to click. Like, Facebook used to be really about that. And, you know, Facebook works pretty closely with publishers and this is a complete turnaround from there. This is them saying like, oh, now we don't really like the thing that we created. And clickbait is not really a result of you know, it's a, the reason clickbait exists is because people click it. <laughs> so yeah, it's like it's like this horrible thing. Like Facebook was like, yeah, like, to get your traffic up, like have this curiosity gap and like do this and this and this. And now they've turned around and they're like, oh, clickbait's horrible. Oh, fuck. And publishers are like, what the fuck, you guys? Uh, you told us to do this. So it's this, it's this uh, I don't know. It's this horrible scenario, I think. And I don't think it's particularly fair for anybody involved. I don't like clickbait. Don't get me wrong. Nobody likes clickbait, especially, you know, there's, there's that like varying de- degrees of clickbait, right? But it's always that that kind where it's... Uh, you can't get any facts without actually clicking, right? And you don't really know exactly anything. So it really sucks, man. I, I think... I, I feel for publishers. It's a hard industry already. But I mean... The, the current model is unsustainable anyways so i i don't know it's something i think about a lot but you know i'm glad to not is there be a better a,
1: way to do this like
0: like ads you mean like you mean being a publisher yeah well so there's there's no obvious better ways at the moment there's been so many studies about how like will people pay for things and that kind of thing and the answer is like almost overwhelmingly like no but then again in a world where there's no free news maybe people will pay and so there's a couple of really interesting things on the horizon now like uh, i don't know if you saw blendle it's yeah. like a a new service basically where you can go in there you have a wallet you don't have to pay a subscription and you can just read any article and when you get to the end you pay and if you didn't like it you can actually say you didn't like it and you get your money back and i think that Obfuscating, uh, uh, obfuscating the money away, actually makes it better. And if it's, you know, if it's a reasonable amount of money, like thirty cents or fifteen cents, people will pay. But I think for that model to really work, you have to have everybody doing it, not just some news outlets. Because people will just go to the sh- like the lowest common denominator just to read that shit for free. If that makes sense. Yep so that's that's facebook murder and clickbait i think we'll hear a lot more moaning about it in the near future but
1: i have a question yes if you had three billion dollars would you buy (laughs) jet.com no (laughs) i don't know yes i well if you had walmart (laughs) if you had three billion dollars
0: what else do you do if you're walmart though like
1: <laughs> i don't know you probably give the three billion dollars to walmart labs and yeah, build do- your own jet. <laughs> you say i have right, fucking I'm 100
0: gonna, developers
1: yeah i'm gonna take this uh three billion dollars and i'm gonna try my hardest to build a great technology organization and i'm gonna do it through walmart labs uh, uh because what so make- wait
0: jit Sorry. is like amazon right <laughs>
1: So Jet.com is like Amazon Prime or Google delivery it's it's based out of New York. Um, oh, they have
0: the whole like angling on cheapness, right like that's the whole thing is rebates and cheapness and
1: no I think what uh, basically what's well, well yes, but, but <laughs> effectively, I think someone woke up one morning and went, all right, every single major l- retailer is gonna need a version of amazon.com. I'm just gonna go. <laughs> make one and sell it to either target or, or Oh,
0: Walmart you think it was or, like always kind of that kind of thing. 100%. Damn. That's 100%. Smart. <laughs> so, but for Walmart, they have a website already, right? So
1: Yeah, this is the this is the delivery the home delivery platform. Right, right. Now, what made Amazon really good? is that they have data that they've pulled together over the last 18 years uh, that they've mined from, from, from like the insights of being Amazon and everyone buying everything on Amazon. And they have a really talented team, technology team. Right. Three, $3 billion can buy a decent like, – if you gave me $3 billion and told me I was the CTO of Walmart, I'm like, no. We could, we could build some stuff mm-hmm. for sure we could uh and jet is not going to give walmart any technical capacity or capability overnight it seems like a very short term move um right
0: it doesn't magic any of their problems away
1: no but if you look at walmart as a company over 50 percent of it is still owned by the walmart family they have shown no real interest in running the company they're they they I kind of went and looked through, and they they don't they don't really take strong operating rules. They just kind of let it be, and you know I was sp- speaking to my friend Christina about this, and she's like, my guess is that the Walton family is just enjoying cl- collecting their dividends and living their lives, yeah. Um, and they don't really, no one really cares about Walmart anymore, um, and that could be true. Interestingly, Mar- Marissa Mayer is on the board.
0: Really, mm-hmm. that's interesting. So mm-hmm. this whole thing wait wait, wait she's on the board of Walmart. Mm-hmm. What Don't tell me she's gonna run Walmart next. Oh god, I can't deal. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Well, it's possible she's gonna need a job after this.
0: Damn.
1: That's crazy. Imagine imagine she became like the CTO of Walmart Labs. Shit. Anyway, that's just that's that's like total conjure here there's no evidence to support that could yeah well i mean come on three if it goes through for three billion dollars that is just a complete waste of money
0: yeah it sounds yeah that's a very expensive platform (laughs)
1: like and also they're based in new york and i know how many technologists are in new york like they don't they can't have that many anyway i think seems silly and also Another silly thing that happened was. What? Instagram tried to become Snap as a design. No, I love it. John, Snap as a ch-
0: Snap is a, Snap a Insta- <laughs> I'm so bad at it. Anyway. Um, so, uh, what do you think of it? So, they've literally, like, that is the story. Like, they became Snapchat. <laughs> There's literally all the Snapchat features in Instagram, basically. Have you tried it? Yeah. What do you think? i tell you what i love it I tell you why. <laughs> and it's not just because it's new uh i actually really really like it and i'll tell you why it's snapchat but you can actually find people it's snapchat and there's actually a network like it is super on day one i got so much value out of it because it was like i'm not just looking at like people i know or people's handles i knew and that's always been the problem with snapchat is it's super fun but after a while you look at the same people right like it's always the same people and if you want to look for some new interesting people you'd have to google it or some shit and i don't actually give a damn because i don't have time for that but on instagram it's so it's so well integrated like it's at the top of your feed which obviously is like a thirst thing But if I go to your profile and I don't follow you, it actually will show a little animated ring around like your face to show that you've got a story from today and you can tap it and see it immediately. And so it's like, it's super nice because it's such a good combo to me. Like you, uh, you go, it's this whole like, you know, Instagram's this whole like curated, beautiful place. Uh, but you would never see like the raw unfiltered real life stuff, but now you can like flick between the two on people's profiles. It's super cool. I don't know it's it's super primitive by the way, the feature <laughs> I follow like four hundred people on Instagram and there's no way to search like sort through like all the stories. but I really really like it. I encourage you guys to check it out i I created yeah, I'm on finding newo on uh, Instagram, but I've been using it a lot. I don't. I don't know. I really, I really like Snapchat, but I hope they have their network ready because it feels like this could really take a good chunk of people away if they don't launch the network part soon. I'm sure they're working on it.
1: I find the Instagram-Snapchat interface incredibly annoying.
0: Mm. Why?
1: It's even more annoying than Snapchat. Like, okay, I click on Instagram now. Currently, I just opened Instagram and it's back to wherever my last scroll was. So I don't even have the stories on my screen. I have like halfway through a scroll of a picture. But let's just go back to the top because it's the only way to find these stupid things. Okay, so now I just have a long scrolling list of people's heads, including me. I don't. Some of them are white and some of them are red, which I don't know what that means. I presume it means there's new stories since I last looked at them i go try and i click the camera button and it sends an ins- instagram not mm-hmm. a instagram story so then i'm like well how do i go in my story i click on the story button and it opens my story then i'm like every time i'm like oh it's probably this weird dotted plus sign on the top left hand corner okay mm-hmm. click that now i got a new different kind of camera then i go into my story now in my story i took me forever to figure out that i had I could scroll up to give me another menu of things, right. and then scroll across, and then oh, I just find it very annoying.
0: It literally sounds horrible.
1: Yeah, yeah it's, I get it. It's, it's a terrible interface. But I, this, is not I, a and stuffer. also, I don't know. I <laughs> use Instagram for my like. I'm, I have a very curated Instagram. Like really? you, I, I will, I will, I don't, I really don't, I only allow 60 something people to follow me on Instagram That's and it's like, exclusive. yeah, cause it's my art. Actually. Correct. I only put art pieces on Instagram. Like I work really hard at every single image that I put on Instagram. And so mm-hmm. I only allow 68 people to look at it. Like maybe if you paid me $150 for admission to my Instagram, I would show you my images, but they're for me and my and like, my friends and so and that's i mean you gotta remember i went to art school and like you know (laughs) when i graduated from college i remember one of my sisters was like oh you got using this instagram thing and i'm like no it's it's completely gonna devalue the art these filters are crazy and stupid and like that drove me nuts and then I got into it and I was like, okay, I'm just going to use it for my art gallery. I'm just going to use it for my pieces. And so I started doing that and then I got a lot of enjoyment out of uh, Instagram and I only follow artists, but this, this. This Instagram Stories thing does not jive with the feel that I have for my Instagram when yeah, I go into it. I'm like, that. ah, it hurts me. See, I when think I go into Snapchat, it's like da da da. Fucking yeah, around.
0: I think so. That's the flip side of what I was saying. I guess is like a lot of people have really heavily curated their Instagram to be like a place you go and see nice things, and don't necessarily want to see those raw moments. Like yeah, that's what
1: Snapchat's for.
0: Yeah, but it's in one app. Yeah. Anyway, I I really I really like the premise. <laughs> I don't know how committed Facebook is to it, though, right? Like, they might just have released this and then never do anything with it. (laughs) Who knows? So, I don't know. I I like the idea of it. Uh, I'm kind of interested to see if it evolves over time. It's just kind of ironic. Like, Facebook so desperately wants to be Snapchat, like this is like the third time I think they've tried to copy it Do you remember a Slingshot when it came out? Yeah it was where you had to send a, Yeah, some, one of those You had to send a snap to get a snap back <laughs> It was actually I kind of liked that premise But it was too much work Yeah So the future's weird Did you see that shit with Uber though?
1: Oh, don't get me started I've given up trying to figure out what the fuck Uber is doing
0: Yeah, but did you see it? What happened? I don't. I still don't really understand.
1: (laughs) I. I mean, I saw what happened, but I like my head is exploding because I'm like, okay, Uber is gonna merge with Didi, which is which is um, China's version of Uber. Mm -hmm. But what's Apple doing involved in this whole thing?
0: (laughs) Well, doesn't Apple have like a huge stake in Didi?
1: Exactly. That's my. DD, sorry, I called it And now Didi, Didi. Uber
0: has a stake in Didi. Uh <laughs> But they're exiting China, right? Like, they're not, their brand won't even exist.
1: Oh, so basically the deal was we'll let it be a China thing completely, but.
0: And we'll own a big stake. I
1: guess I it know. makes
0: some sense. It's a very Chinese way to do things. Yeah, a lot of people will build it as like Uber giving up in China, but Uber got like $3.5 billion out of this.
1: No, it's so. not that they've given up on China. It's just how you have to do things in China. China's just like very, they don't, it's more that they don't, they don't like the American, they like <laughs> buying the American brands and like having that, they like brands. They like Kitsune, right. they like Comme des Garcon, they like, you know, Apple stuff. Uh, they like, that kind of stuff but the chinese government does not particularly like those companies operating in their country and becoming like it's protectionism right so the way mm-hmm. that you get around that is you have a china partner so i mean Mingyan the company that i was in before like four startups ago was a china focused social network for celebrities and so you have a china partner and then you mm-hmm. use the china partner and their brand to do your work so i'd imagine what would happen is Uber's CEO will join um, uh, DD's board and DD CEO would join Uber's board. And then they would just kind of have like a relatively shared vision and just kind of like unfold each other's companies kind of in, in the synchronous way. But this is, this is a really, it's a nice easy way for a, uh, for a, Uh, North American company to like be able to operate and have presence and and have access to the China market
0: interesting yeah I I think it'll be I don't know I'm I'm interested to see how it unfolds I guess like we probably won't hear that much now
1: (laughs) so I think it'll just be quiet now
0: yeah now tell me about this app you were telling me about an app earlier before the podcast
1: oh god okay so I'm on Hacker News today for those of you that don't know, Hacker News is why Culminator is news for developers and nerds. And there was a thing called that said, hi from Orcut. And I'm like, Orcut? I think I'm saying it right. or "Cute"? I don't know. Uh, which I was like, isn't that Google's weird social network that never went anywhere? And they closed it down or something. It was really can, popular in Brazil. Portugal. Yeah, Portugal. Or Brazil. I can't remember. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's this letter. On Orca.com now.
0: you already read me the whole thing. Don't read the whole thing I'm not going to read the whole
1: thing. Hello. (laughs) I am Orca. You may not know me, but 12 years ago, I started a social network called Orca, which was when I was an engineer at Google. I am the guy who it was named after. This this thing then goes on for like 10 paragraphs. Uh, I think we should all be a little bit friendlier. The world needs it. We're living in a strange time. We hide behind our devices, ignoring people around us. You stay with locals, <laughs> but the and like I agree with everything. It's like a he manifesto. Says. Yeah, I totally agree with everything he says, but it's just like, okay, so what's your solution? Well, my solution is hello. What is hello? Hello is the so- first social network built on loves, not likes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you mean
1: you mean it's, uh, it's gonna Twitter. like instead of a love button? It's literally
0: it's Twitter, but like, what difference does it make? My solution is yet another social network. With a differently shaped button.
1: So, um, I downloaded it. It's junk. I feel bad. You may as well use Peach.
0: Peach. Ah, Peach. It's also dead. Oh, Peach is <laughs> so still, good. Are you still poetry, poetry,
1: peaching? No, I deleted Peach.
0: <laughs> Peach is so good, I deleted it. It's <laughs> <loving on Peach. laughs> like a movie sequel. I like no. deleted
1: it before it got uh, bad. Look. Come on. I I was I deleted it because I was angry. I was like, look. What? What? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <and> then, <Sorry>. All right. <laughs> sorry, this is getting really complicated. The irony is beautiful. Well, no, okay. I was like, oh, Peach is the new path. i <laughs> okay, So this is so sad. This is literally what our lives have become, Owen. Okay. Remember Path? David Moran's thing? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes, path.com. Before Facebook, social networks have kind
0: of, I been on? Track. Ah,
1: so many. Because I'm just and trying to go through stop. them all and the orders, Fuck. Okay, so P- Path, Path was cool because it was like, it is. Path was the best social network. It's for your friends. It was awesome. It was yeah. so awesome. No one wanted to use it for some reason. You couldn't be it was a,
0: too ungratifying. I think there yeah. was no. Yeah, that's um, right. You couldn't be. There was no uh, pokey machine effect to it. Really, no. and that was yep. the point.
1: Yeah, it was just hey. This is my life. If you're my friend and want to follow along with my life, this might be interesting to you, but it's mostly not that interesting. <laughs> right. Uh, so, anywho. What was my point? Oh, yeah, Peach. Peach was <laughs> similar to Path but more fun and had like modern stuff and like some of the more engaging components. And I was just like, hey, Peach is good. I'm going to use Peach. So then I tried to convince all my friends to Peach, get Peach. I even talked about Peach on this podcast. I tweeted about Peach. I said I was long on Peach because it, it was great. It was really I fun. Three podcasts where you said that. Yeah. Easy. Probably the first 10 podcasts of this podcast, I said I everyone me, should use Peach. So then, but I started saying, Problem is they are focusing too much on product and not enough on product market fit and and like getting refining the things that they already have and like getting it good and getting user acquisition and stuff like that, which seems to be the typical MO of the founders of Peach. We're also the founders of Vine. Apparently, are quite good at software development and user interaction, but terrible at business. So serves them right. And I got so frustrated. I was like, fuck you guys. I've mentioned this a million times. I've emailed you, I've, I've tweeted at you, I've said you're gonna destroy your product in like seven months if you don't switch the switch right now uh-huh. and stop making basketball games and weird things in it and start focusing on making the experience better and concentrating mm-hmm. on the actual users that you have today and acquiring more of them and getting their circle like right and getting the social network component right. They completely ignored, didn't reply to my tweets, Replied to my friends' tweets, ignored me, and I'm like, fine then. You know what? I'll let you die, and that's what di- they did. So it serves them right. And I so don't care. Like I'll be a pretentious the- prick. prick. Yeah, I'll be a pretentious prick and and say, serves you right. And I hope it dies because that's what you get for not listening to me.
0: That's beautiful. I like I like this story a lot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't download hello. Listen so to it's, me. It's not good. Don't waste your time. of course then like in a month and a half from now i've been wrong on every social network to be clear i said no one would use instagram everyone used instagram i said no (laughs) one used snapchat everyone used snapchat i said nobody would everyone use peach nobody used peach so probably everyone will use hello and that'll be that but i mean i'm gonna delete it off my phone nice so we
0: podcasted yeah we podcasted on time and everything um hey so uh I was going to ask you something but I completely forgot like as I was like hey
1: <laughs> Oh I wanted to throw in one last thing actually. Oh we need Thera- to recommend
0: too.
1: Sorry. Oh, no no I can recommend a book for sure. Uh, okay, Ther- Theranos revealed their technology.
0: <laughs> oh no they they not only did they reveal their technology they were pitching it at an event where they were supposed to be making the right wrong.
1: Pretty amazing. Uh, yeah. I like I like Elizabeth Holmes. She's very she's very um she's very I don't, I don't think you can say a woman is very ballsy it's pretty much the most unfeminist thing in the whole entire world but like she's got gumption right she's got or whatever that like she's she's definitely you know on a mission and, and it was so funny because I watched some of the video and they were like so you know you're a big fuck up what do you hmm. think about that? And she's like, oh, a mini lab test uh, can do all of these things and blah, 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 blah. And we're really excited about it. Okay, but you've done all these terrible things so far. Well, yeah, but like, okay, whatever.
0: <laughs> it was beautiful. Apparently it was very uncomfortable.
1: Raise your hand. Put your hand down. You need to take
0: a screenshot of that so people know what you're talking about. John's literally Raise slapping me hand. with a big hand on my
1: computer. In Zancaster, the software that we use, you can raise your hand and put your hand down.
0: That's very nice. Hey, so I had two things, and I remembered what they were. Now, first of all, actually three things. First of all, I am starting a charge Slack. By the time this podcast is online, there will be a sign up page. I'm not going to post links to it anywhere about the sign up page, so you only know about it if you're listening to this, uh, and it'll be on this week's show notes. So if you want to yes. hang out with us in Slack, I don't know if John will join. I assume so. <laughs> I never didn't ask you before this, but if you want to hang out, uh, it'll be in the in the podcast notes. I'd love to see you there. The second thing was we need a book club uh, recommendation. Do you have one?
1: Yes, I do. So I just flew back from San Francisco. Nice. So my book club book recommendations are 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 well, I. will I actually won't give you the book that I read coming back from San Francisco. I'm going to okay. get a different one this week because I think that it's one that people need. So oh, they need it. Okay. There's this, uh, there's this guy called John C. Maxwell. Now, he is a great author. He's also a former event, not former, current evangelical Christian preacher, Hold Your Judgment, I am an I am agnostic and a man of science and technology. I'm judging, um, and he is also also a wonderful philosopher. And when I was going through some of the hardest times uh, in my career, mm-hmm. wondering if I was doing the right thing and trying to figure out my direction and all of these, just feeling very lost and disconnected. Um. I read this book that really and it's very basic stuff that I already knew, but just reading it was so nice. And so um, so the author is John C. Maxwell. The book is The Fifteen Invaluable Laws of Growth. Ignore the Christian slant if you so choose. It's not heavy or it's more like Jesus philosophy than anything. Um but yeah, the 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth by John C. Maxwell is a really nice, I can call it a self-help book if you want. I don't fucking care, but it's <laughs> it's great. So nice. 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth, John C. Maxwell, will be my recommendation. recommendation this week.
0: I really like You it. get next week. Awesome. I will. I, I'm reading many things because I'm on vacation right now.
1: <laughs> so. yeah, I've got four books on the go right now. Oh,
0: wow. You're, you're doing good. I need to put, get some more on my Kindle.
1: Anyways, uh, I am enjoying The Signal and the Noise as well. Oh, I haven't read it yet. Uh, Nate Silver, pretty oh, good. Oh, man, okay. But don't do not do that when you that's not book one. You can save it all the time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You've got, you got a whole stockpile. So, yeah, and the third thing is we'll, uh, we mentioned the meetup. It'll probably be in early September, but uh, keep an eye out on Twitter, on our website, and we'll share a link if anybody wants to come and hang in New York and drink beers with us.
1: It would be really cool. Are people still playing PokéChat or Pokémon? Po- 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 called?
0: Uh, a lot of people upset. Pokemon Go, because uh, Niantic Labs, they uh, they killed off a the API that let people like build apps that let them cheat. A lot of people were upset. It's like, why did this thing exist in the first place? I think people are still playing. I see people. I saw a bunch of dudes the other day with three phones uh, mounted on the front of their scooter. <laughs> going around and catching Pokemon like a, like a motorized scooter. <laughs> it was, it was do you really play beautiful. It? Stop. I played it for like the first week, and honestly, I just, like there's nothing, there's not enough stickiness right now. The only object of the game is walking around and catching Pokemon. I want to like play against my friends, but you can't do it right now. So I'll
1: come back when that's there. Have you? you know what they should do? What? They should get acquired by Snapchat.
0: That would be pretty dope, actually, if they could build it in somehow. I don't know. I mean, it's a Google company
1: anyways. Right. So uh, oh, that's true. Cause like didn't Facebook have like Farmville and mafia wars and stuff like own that. It,
0: but yeah, it was the same. It was on their platform. <laughs> so,
1: yeah. Yeah. So what would, what would Pokemon go on Snapchat's version of Farmville and, um,
0: like you can like face swap your wars. friends into a Pokemon. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I'm bad at this. <laughs> No matter what, coming product up with ideas. like cross product ideas, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, uh, so keep an eye on the show Good notes. One. It's basically the TLDR of this entire podcast. <laughs> if you if you Good like one. what you hear, we'd love your reviews. If you don't like what you'd hear, or you just want to talk, you can tweet us. You can email us on hello at chargepodcast.com We love it when we get fan spam. Oh, it's so nice. <laughs> it is really nice. You get very excited about that. I think I do
1: too. It's pretty much. what It might be that, like, part, I, I don't do this for me.
0: Yeah, I just do I it. I mean, I do it's, this for.
1: Yeah. I do it for me, and like, there's a you know, there's a little bit of a of it's like, it's feeding the ego, and you know that you're doing a good and, job. And
0: we like getting the word out and helping people understand tech. I don't know. That's like I like hanging out and just talking about stuff that we know to help other people. That's how I see it. So, <laughs> and we
1: love getting. It's emails. good to know you're doing a good job positive reinforcement yes yeah so
0: email us if we're doing good don't if we're not no (laughs) (laughs) do not want to hear from you
1: (laughs) hey and every week we talk about audio or my bad audio i hereby swear on my solemn soul (laughs) that moving forward i will not have bad audio again that's a big
0: call awesome yep and uh, eventually, I want to get like a proper podcast editor too, but that's a long way off. Anyway, that was fun. So,
1: Verizon acquires. Yeah, okay,
0: yeah. Verizon acquires Charge Podcast. Oh, <laughs> oh, sick. No, we don't. No. Then we'd be like getting salaries from Verizon to
1: hang out. <laughs> Isn't it kind of funny that um, Yahoo is? gonna be acquired by Verizon for 4.8 billion and jetcom the barely functioning one-year-old Drupal <laughs> thing is getting acquired for three billion by Walmart like yeah
0: I know that like there's so much irony in this whole like acquisition and they like t- like SpaceX is still valued at two billion dollars so
1: just an FYI, my company stays for sale, $5.9 billion. You be listening. Ladies, begin Apache, Walmart, anyone. Confirm your bids.
0: <laughs> anyway, anyway, it was great to hang out, John. Always a pleasure.
1: Until next week. Until next week.